1: Welcome to Better Than Before. This is the CEO Leaders Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tony Richards, along with producer Bill. Hello, Tony. And we have one clear objective to provide tools, information, and hopefully some entertainment to make you better than before in both business and in life. And you can subscribe to our show anywhere you get podcasts. If you just put in Better Than Before with Tony Richards, then uh, it should come up and there should be a subscribe button there. And I really want to encourage you to subscribe because then you'll be automatically notified when we drop a new show every Tuesday and uh, it'll just show up on your device and you'll be ready to go on the show today i'm going to talk to you about uh, growth stalling uh, stuff that can happen if you need a coach advisor or consultant i am uh, happy to talk to you about possibly working together Uh, plateaus are going to happen in your business or organization and how to get off that plateau is the question some of your specific challenges one of them could be that we're going to discuss today is employee turnover People come and people go in and out of your company, and uh, that can create all kinds of issues, and I want to talk to you about that later in the show today. Hey, I've got a staggering statistic for you. Awesome. The number of single-person households in the world will jump 128% between uh, now and 2030, according to a new report from Euromonitor International. And uh, the report also says there is going to be a steep rise in the number of single parent households driven by a 79% rise in the number of divorces around the world since 2000 and until 2030. Oh, interesting. 79%. That's a lot. Increase in marriages breaking up.
0: I had no idea.
1: The thing to really pay attention to is the rise of childlessness and fewer people per home uh, because that is driving this apartment boom. And it's going on in big cities like Tokyo, London, New York, and Shanghai, according to this report. And expect to see more micro apartments. So even smaller living spaces, especially... Uh, that is really taken off on the island of Japan because of the large population and small living area, building smaller and smaller places to live.
0: Well, I've been watching a series on, uh, I think it's Netflix, about small houses in, in the United States. Yeah. And apparently that's a thing going on now.
1: Well, you and I were just talking about it. It used to be the older you got, the smaller place you kind of wanted to get. Because you got less stuff, you want to throw more things away, you don't want as much to have to maintain and clean, Mm -hmm. and you don't want the headaches of a bigger house and all that. But now that trend is actually hitting younger people.
0: Yeah, I think it has to do with the housing costs.
1: People are becoming minimalists. (laughs) Say that three times fast. (laughs) And you know, the rise of digitalization has caused that too. Why do you say that? Well, you know, it used to be we kept photo albums oh, and yeah. we used to keep record collections. Mm-hmm. But now the digitalization of everything, you keep it on a stick or a hard drive. You keep all your photos in the space of a thumbnail and mm-hmm. all your songs and all your music entertainment and all your movies are in a little box. You don't have to have the shelf space that you used to for all your memories. and
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: You know, we have fewer things to throw away. Because we all have digital lives. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. All the stuff in your life fit on a thumb drive.
0: I know. Pretty crazy.
1: I'm going to keep my 1982 boxes. (laughs) I haven't opened some of them since 1982. Is that right? Well, we had a water uh, problem a year ago uh, right on spring break week. You know, my washer blew a water line and mm-hmm. the in the middle of the night so we woke up the next morning water was seeping down into the basement into our storage area and so uh for the last year i've been sorting through stuff and going through boxes and throwing some things away and keeping some stuff and and i still have some stacks of boxes from the early 80s i say 1982 with a snicker but some of them are from like 82, <laughs> 83, 84 that I have moved like seven times. And haven't
0: opened them. No. No. So they're time capsules.
1: Yeah. So there's been some interesting things pop out of some of those <laughs> boxes. I can imagine. But, uh, you know, that's not, you don't do that as much anymore, I guess, because all your stuff's digital. Yeah. I have to admit, you know, when I go on a trip now or something, I used to be the carrier of book bags. You know, I'd have book bags and I'd have four or five books, you know, in a book bag because I'd be like, I'll read a little bit of this. one. this is a business book and maybe this is a fiction book that I'm reading and this is a, you know, Bible devotional or something like that. But now I just carry that little Kindle has like 450 something books on it. Right.
0: I do the same thing.
1: So we're, we're our digital lives are minimalizing us. We're becoming minimalists.
0: I think it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So uh, consequently, back to the topic at hand, we need smaller living spaces, I guess. Yeah, we just don't need as much. Coming up, uh, Laura Baker is here from uh, Boone Electric Cooperative. And um, I had invited her boss, the CEO, on the show, but he couldn't make it today. So, hey, I'd like to have Laura on because uh, she's a interesting person. So I'm going to talk to her about her work with Boone Electric and uh, a little bit about electric Cooperatives and some stuff like that. So she's in the green room, and we're going to have her come in, uh, coming up here on Better Than Before in just a few minutes. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer.
0: The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating standard eyesight driver assist technology coming from kelly blue book's most trusted brand for four years running the subaru ascent love is now bigger than ever university subaru your locally owned dealer from here been here always will be here do you apologize for your behavior are you constantly worrying about what others think about you or frequently criticize yourself self-esteem affects everything we do and is one of the key indicators of success in business. Tony's new self-esteem workshop will help you develop the tools necessary to empower you to overcome the pressure and unfamiliarity of professional and personal circumstances. Through Tony's guidance, you'll learn how to perceive threats and vulnerabilities to better prepare for challenging situations, resolve the baggage that keeps you back, and improve self-esteem when you need it most. Join us on May 28th for this one-day self-esteem workshop space is limited. Don't let low self-esteem hold you back from living the life you'd like to live. Register online now at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and I'm thrilled today because my special guest is Laura Baker. She's the director of member services at Boone Electric Cooperative in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, Laura has uh, done some work with me in the past, and I've also done some work with her husband, Jeff. And so I'm a friend of the family as as well as a colleague, and, uh, and, and we've done work together. And so I'm so glad you were here.
2: Well, thanks for inviting me. We, we
1: invited your CEO, Todd, to come, and he was not available. And I'm like, well, I really wanted Laura anyway. <laughs> so I'm glad you, you, you came over.
2: Thank you. Thanks for so, having me.
1: So let's start with uh, electric cooperatives. Um, I do some work with uh, a couple of the large co-ops that are based here in Columbia that are farm um, co-ops, farmer-owned, so I kind of know a little bit about co-ops, but for our audience that don't know, what is the difference in an electric cooperative and just somewhere where you get your electricity?
2: Well, uh, we are member-owned, and I think that's how cooperatives are generally run. Um, It's a group of people that get together and for a purpose bigger than their own, so um, we had a group of people, um, farmers, in 1936 that Wanted electricity and they weren't able to get it because they lived too far away. So they got together and created Boone Electric Cooperative. So um, we have about 28,000 members now. Started, like I said, back in 1936 with about 60 members mm-hmm. at that time. So um, yeah, they uh, were run by our members. Um, they elect their board of directors and um, we return capital credit. So anything that we don't need for our operating costs, we give back to the membership.
1: Yeah, I've been a member since 2000, I think. And I look forward to that capital credit yeah. that comes uh, <laughs> right around the fall, around in there, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Yes. A lot of co-ops pay members back in patronage. They call it patronage. You guys call it capital credits, but it's uh, sort of a rebate mm-hmm. back to you um, above and beyond what it costs to get your power, right? Exactly. Your electricity. Mm-hmm. So what does member services do?
2: So member services, we um, provide services to our members. We try to educate them on electrical safety. We have lots of energy efficiency programs that we... It, it seems a little ironic that we would want our members to use less electricity. And You're not going to see that from other electric providers. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah sure. Um, we have rebates on... Uh, different programs, like if you get an energy efficiency water heater or um, a dual fuel system or a ground source heat pump, then we'll rebate you for those things up to a certain point because um, we want to encourage energy efficiency in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, uh, it's our member service representatives that when you call in, you talk to them, you talk to a person, um, or if you walk in they handle your payment or answer your questions
1: yeah and so there's been a lot of talk and uh, you know in the news there's a lot of uh around the whole coal powered you know coal generated and all that but you guys participate in alternative forms of energy too right i mean
2: absolutely we are a uh, distribution cooperative. so we get the power from a generation cooperative and then we distribute it to our members. So we don't actually generate the electricity at our office. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do participate in a mixed um, resources for our energy. We do use some coal because it is um, cheaper than a lot of forms of energy. but we also use wind and solar and hydro and other renewable um, sources.
1: Yeah, when you pull up to your office out there, there's some huge solar panels. Yes, yes. Just right out there uh, in outside the parking lot.
2: Yes, that's a community solar program, so any of our members can be part of that. They can purchase the energy output from those panels and add it to their bill.
1: I've also been fortunate enough to speak quite a few times in your community room. Mm-hmm. So you have a very nice meeting yes, facility um, too. Do you open that up to members?
2: We do. We allow nonprofits to come in and use that room at no charge.
1: Oh, good, wonderful. Now, how long have you been there?
2: I have been there almost twenty years oh, now. Oh my goodness! Yes. What do you What do you get <laughs> for that?
1: What does Todd give you for being there twenty years?
2: Uh, you know, it's a great place to work. I, I love it. Um, we don't have a lot of turnover because people do love working there. We have a yeah. great retirement plan and, and other insurance benefits and that kind of thing. And that uh, is a great place to work, not to mention the people.
1: How many jobs have you had there?
2: I have had three. Yeah. I started out in member services. We sold uh, direct TV systems. We don't anymore, um, but we still service those if people have problems. But kind of one of the things that we try to provide along with electricity is other benefits that rural members don't have access to. So TV, um, now it's a little broader with other Internet providers of TV. And we also provide Internet to our membership now through Viasat. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I started out in member services with the TV systems and then was the executive assistant for gosh, 16 years um, to Todd and our previous general manager, and now I'm the manager of member services. And there's
1: a larger uh, organization, too, in Missouri, which is the Missouri Electric Cooperative Mm -hmm. Association, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And and so, what are some of the things that you participate in there?
2: So, we are a part of the Association of Missouri Electric Cooperatives. They help us legislatively, Mm. and it's a joint effort so all of the Missouri co-ops are part of AMEC is what we call it and um, it helps us just group together so we're not all fighting against one thing or another um, an issue that might come up or um, so it's a great group effort that um, we all work together very well
1: good now are you still part of the IAAP organization the
2: I am. um,
1: And for those who don't know, that's the International Association of Administrative Professionals. Yes. (laughs) Right? Because I did some work with them, too. You did. You
2: did. Um, So they kind of um, had a reorganization of sorts, and so we don't have a local chapter anymore. But I still am part of the... um, The program, I have my um, certified administrative professional designation, so I still participate and get emails and stuff like that. We try to get together um, as much as we can socially. (laughs) That was the best part. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Really fun group. Um, So, from a leadership standpoint, you have how many people that are in your department
2: I currently have 19,
1: 19. That's -hmm. that's quite a few. Yes. So what are some of the things you try to do as a leader for those folks that you, you supervise, you manage, you lead, right?
2: Yes. I try to be open and allow um, them to come to me with any ideas that they have, um, any concerns that they have. Um, I'm also learning in this new position. so I appreciate the input that they have if they have something that they want to try and um, you know, maybe change a little bit. I, you know I'm open to whatever that that issue may be. Mm-hmm. Times change with lots of different things. So we have to be responsive to our members when the times change. And um, so we try to be as responsive as we can to our membership and whatever input that they have that um makes Boone Electric look good I want to
1: support. So what are some of the goals that you have?
2: Oh goals goodness um succession planning is one of those things that I try to keep in the back of my mind because we do have people that have been there a long time um they're going to want to retire at some point and Mm -hmm. so we have to be ready for how do we train new people coming in um so that's something that i like to keep in the back of my mind as far as making people that want to do more giving them the resources they need to maybe move into those positions as they become open
1: what's challenging you right now
2: we have several different personalities and um one of the supervisors that i work with we talk about the, the disc mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and trying to um, make sure that we're finding the right way to motivate and inspire employees differently. I, that's a challenge right now that we're trying to figure out what's the best thing to do.
1: What motivates and inspires you?
2: You know, I like people to want to do their best. Um, I like seeing that. I like seeing um, energy and um, wanting to do the best for each other and for the company.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, What's one thing you're trying to accomplish this year that you think is really critical?
2: This year, I am trying to, um, you know, take care of me. Um, There's been a long time where I feel like I've... um, maybe put myself on the back burner for things. So um, Jeff and I both have been exercising a lot more together and um, just taking care of ourselves.
1: Yeah. You're at the center of your world. Yes. Right? (laughs) And so, you know, I do believe everyone's world revolves around them. And um, when you allow um, circumstances or other people to take that away from you, it's very disempowering. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Of the coaches and mentors you've had, what what's something that you learned, or something that some kind of advice that they gave you that still serves you well today?
2: Hmm. Uh, I would say one thing that I remember um, from a certain person is that um, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, mm-hmm. and as much as we want to multitask and be a part of everything and help everybody and um we have to say no to some things and um if that means that um it's better for ourselves or the company or whatever it's okay to say no
1: yeah i mean i mean the we just, as human beings, a lot of us have an overwhelming need to be liked, mm-hmm. and we're afraid that if we have to tell people, no, they're not going to like us, yes. right? And yes. so it's a constant battle, but we we have to, in order to be effective, you kind of have to keep things simple, and and, you know, it comes from cutting stuff out. It doesn't come from adding on, mm-hmm. right, because... Mm-hmm. It becomes bigger and more complex the more stuff that gets added in. Mm -hmm. And the simpler that you can keep it, the easier it is to maneuver and and work on it. Yes. So um, how how was your last year? What was the biggest thing that challenged you last year?
2: Well, um, I lost my mom last year. So I would say that was my biggest challenge. What was her name? (laughs) Carolyn. Carolyn.
1: Okay. And what was the thing that you remember about your mom that was the most powerful thing?
2: Um, sorry, I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, she was. Um, she cared for everybody.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. had lots of love to give. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> and so, what are you thinking as far as next year? So, 2020. What's what's kind of in the back of your mind that's coming up that you think is going to be a big challenge or something that you want to tackle or take on?
2: I want to do better at having clear expectations and smart goals for myself and the employees that I work with mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that I want to um, do so that we can look back on those and see how far we've come
1: makes me want to jump out of my chair and, and get, <laughs> get excited you're hitting a nerve with me and and as we talked about when you first came in before we started, uh, This interview your your husband is doing some things that may cause you to take a lot more weekend trips yes yes so he he's building trailers right Uh is that okay to talk about yeah absolutely he's building trailers it got producer bill all excited (laughs) because we were just talking yesterday about him taking more road trips and so these trailers are the ones you pull behind a vehicle and they're small, mm-hmm. but they have living space. Yes, right? mm-hmm. and so Jeff is—that's a new thing for him because I want to have him come in and tell me about that. Yes, but uh, you were saying that uh, Friday afternoon, you just jump in the the vehicle and put the trailer on and go somewhere.
2: That's right. Go to a, a state park, or you know, go visit a winery, or
1: which I told you I like the idea. <laughs> I just don't know if I would like it, but I—you know—I probably would. I probably would. I, I, in the back of my mind, I've always kind of wanted to do the Yellowstone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, take my dogs and I don't know if that's a wise idea or not, but take my, my dogs and, and the wife and go to Yellowstone for a couple of days and just you know enjoy the, the beauty that is the United States. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about the, the cooperative. So what are the goals of the cooperative for this year?
2: We just had a strategic planning session. I was in uh, Madison, Wisconsin at an internship training program, so um, I I wasn't able to be there. But um, we are trying to focus on safety. Safety is our biggest priority with the cooperative right now, whether that's our linemen um, making sure that they have what they need to provide Um, safe, reliable electricity to our members internally so that our, um, I mean, it's just a different world out there. And where we're located, uh, we need to make sure that our inside employees are also safe and uh, feel safe Mm -hmm. working there because we want them to want to come to work. Sure. um, We want to provide a safe environment for them. So that's our biggest priority right now.
1: Okay. Okay. Laura Baker, who's the director of member services at Boone Electric Cooperative, is our guest today. And uh, I always have these standard questions I ask people (laughs) at the end of every interview. So I'm going to run these past you. Okay. So just whatever comes to mind, okay? Okay. What is the best memory for you that you can think of?
2: Well, like I said, with my mom, a lot of those have flooded back lately. So uh, on my Facebook profile, it's a picture of um, my mom and I on a carousel. So I would say that's that's my best memory right now.
1: Who's the number one hero in your life?
2: Oh, wow, I'd have to say my dad.
1: What was his name or is his name?
2: Right uh, Nathan. He took care of my mom for a long time when she was ailing. And yeah. um, he, he's just an amazing person.
1: Aside from that, what is something that he did that you really thought Gave him hero status?
2: Well, besides taking care of my mom, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I tried to help out one weekend with her while he had back surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's a lot to take on for one person. So it just um, he was committed to her, and that's just that's what made him a
1: hero. Out of all your core values, what would you say your number one value is?
2: I would say honesty, um, integrity. Mm-hmm. Those are those are big with me.
1: Who's the most important person in your life?
2: I, can I say that my family is, well, sure. is not one person, but yeah, um, of
1: course. We talked about your husband Jeff. Tell mm-hmm. me about the rest of your family.
2: My daughter Madison is twenty, and she is attending the. That is impossible. Your I know twenty. <laughs> Yes, she's 20. She'll be 21 this year. She, I mean, we
1: have known each other for like nine years. Yeah. I cannot believe your daughter is 20.
2: <laughs> me either. Yes. Me either. So
1: Madison and then...
2: Yep. She's um, she's going to uh, Texas Wesleyan in Fort Worth, which was big for me, to, mm-hmm. for her to be away. But um, our son, Mac, is a senior. He's graduating this year. And then our daughter, Meredith, um, she is a sophomore.
1: Oh, great. Um, what is your favorite thing?
2: You know, I, I love just being with my family, uh, hanging out with family them. Family time. Yes.
1: Doesn't matter what you're doing. Correct. What's your favorite food?
2: I'd have to say Mexican.
1: Any particular part of Mexican?
2: Um, as long as it's cheesy, it's even better. <laughs> cheesy and beefy. <laughs>
1: um, most beautiful place you've ever visited or been to?
2: Oh, my husband and I celebrated our 20th anniversary um, last year and we went to antigua and it was magnificent beautiful so, huh? yes
1: what was the most beautiful thing about it? do you like the ocean or? I
2: do I do um i I just love being outside so you you're know, gonna have to start yeah.
1: like it if you don't like it sounds like so. <laughs> right. All right if you could describe success in one word, how would you do that
2: um Communication.
1: So how do you want to be remembered?
2: As someone that's um, made an impact, hopefully a positive one, on on your life in some way.
1: What is some advice that you would give to a younger Laura?
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Just always do the right thing.
1: What is your favorite sound?
2: (laughs) Uh, A baby laughing
1: that's interesting what <laughs> What is the best lesson you've learned?
2: Just be honest, no matter what.
1: Good. Laura Baker, Director of Member Services from Boone Electric Cooperative, is our guest today. Now, maybe some people have not heard of Electric Cooperative before or they didn't know that they could uh, become a member or whatever. How do they find out more?
2: They can always go to our website booneelectric.coop or they can call in um probably the best way is on our website to find out what programs that we have we do have um a territory agreement so it depends on where you live Mm -hmm. on if you're a member or not so um but we're happy to help you out if you are looking to move and we can tell you if you're in our service territory you have
1: an amazing website so they would be able to kind of figure that out you know Uh, by going there what always amazes me is we're just coming out of the winter Mm -hmm. and so what kind of winter was it for you oh
2: goodness Um, well Gia um, wasn't nice to us but um, I think our longest outage was just less than 48 hours um, which is not the longest outage that we've ever had but um, it was just hard to get to because of the conditions Mm -hmm. and um, so it could have been worse. Other places had worse. Um, so we're lucky to have the, the equipment and the help that we have.
1: What I think is amazing about the website, my favorite thing about the website, is that you go there and they have a map so that you can see all the places where there's outages or trouble. Yeah. You can see if a workman or a crew is there. Mm-hmm. And you can see about how long they estimate it's going to be before they have it fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, which i think is awesome
2: yes we we love that
1: It and it maybe i shouldn't be this way but it's one of the things i love watching <laughs> during the winter i like watching and seeing where the outages are and how you guys are doing an amazing job going and fixing it and you see you just you have crews out and they're zigzagging around going and fixing all that and it takes a special person to do that i mm, think mm-hmm. you know uh, we, we need to appreciate them more. And we so, had
2: our lineman appreciation day just Monday, um, and they do. They work in all kinds of conditions, and um, they, they love serving it. The, our members, they love doing it.
1: Because you know how people are. I mean, uh, when something goes out, mm-hmm. I mean, golly, <laughs> it's like we just stressed them to the max. Yep. Uh, if, if your electricity is out or your TV's out or your Internet <laughs> is out, people are not happy.
2: And we've provided all three, so yes, we yeah, know that. <laughs> so,
1: but, but now we're in this period we're going to be going into spring. Mm-hmm. And so spring in the Midwest, that yes. means storms, mm-hmm. right? And so which is worse, the winter or the spring?
2: Uh, I would have to say the winter just because some of the conditions make it really hard to fix a problem or find a problem, mm-hmm. especially if it's underground um, and you've got several inches of snow and ice on top of it.
1: I guess in the winter, it's more of a widespread problem. Yes. Where in the spring, it's kind of localized and just in spots, I suppose. But man, my hat goes off to those folks who go out there and do that because I am not a heights person, so (laughs) it wouldn't work for me. But I got a demonstration um, not long ago at your place where they were showing what causes lines to short and Mm. what causes those um they're not generators but they're the the big round things on the pole that
0: transformers transformers
1: yeah Yeah, because couldn't think of the word but they they talked about how they shut them off and they Mm -hmm. work on the line they turn them back on and Mm -hmm. the things when your light blinks once or twice and Mm -hmm. then a long blink and then you're about to lose your power yes (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just amazing i mean it's just a just a valuable stuff that you guys do so thank you for that and thank you for coming and visiting with me you bet laura baker director of member services at boone electric cooperative i'll be back with more on better than before right after this the
0: all-new three-row subaru ascent room for up to eight passengers choice of second row captain's chairs or bench seating standard eyesight driver assist technology coming from kelly blue book's most trusted brand for four years running The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards. And at the top of the show, I mentioned some growth stalling issues that companies have from time to time. One of those is employee turnover. You know, when a company loses exceptional employees, the loss can be seen in three critical areas. One, impact on the other employees who work there two impact on your bottom line because execution drives your bottom line and three impact on your productivity got a question for you do you do exit interviews with your employees do you ask them why they're leaving Uh, do any of these answers sound familiar to you it doesn't feel good around here i don't think anybody would miss me if i were gone I don't get the support that I need to get my job done. I really don't see any opportunity for advancement for me. Or I'm just not being compensated uh, in a way that I think I deserve. You know, it's, it's hard work managing people. In fact, there's very few things that is harder. Um, therefore, this critical aspect of running a company demands your leadership time. It demands systems that focus on helping employees be productive and demands that expectations are written down so everybody knows what's expected. When you want to try to retain exceptional employees, um, you have not just say people are our greatest asset, you have to actually show that you value them if a company's experiencing a high level of employee turnover i don't usually think it's okay to dismiss it by thinking that well it was inevitable or the employee wasn't that good or they all leave at some point here's a partial list of why it's in your best interest to retain exceptional talent now not everybody is an a player not everybody's an exceptional talent So what I'm saying applies to those people that you would do well to retain because they are exceptional. Retaining your existing talent eliminates the cost of hiring and training new people. Employee retention makes the company an attractive place for the prospective talent from the outside who's looking in. Retention usually speeds up your operations because employee exits and new people coming on are common work disruptions because they don't usually do a lot on the way out or they don't know what they're doing when they start. Retaining high-performing employees keeps your company strong and well-managed on the inside. This can help you cope better in difficult times And also, when an employee leaves the company and joins your competition, there's often a risk of spreading around some confidential information that you don't want shared. And I know that's frustrating. You know, when an employee that you've hired comes to work at your company, and then they leave, and then all of a sudden, an account that your company cultivated, and you paid them to cultivate... Is now over at your competition right it's almost this way so I'm gonna talk to you like an owner okay so when you have an employee that steals basically an account from you or um, you know a project from you it's like hiring somebody to come over and plant trees in your yard And then they decide to come back and dig up the trees and take them over to their own yard and plant them. You paid them to plant the trees and you paid for the trees. But sometime in the middle of the night, they decided to come back to your yard and dig up the plants that you paid for, the trees that you paid for, and the trees that you paid them for, and decide that they're going to have those trees in their yard now. When you put it that way, it sounds crazy kind of dishonest and not very cool, right? Well, that's what happens when you have employee turnover. Sometimes you run the risk of people doing those unethical things and make no mistake about it. It's very unethical and not cool at all, right? In a study by Gallup, a survey of a hundred thousand people were asked what they wanted from their leaders in their company. Here's what they said. Here were the top four answers. Number one, hope when things look bad. So one of the things you can do to reduce employee turnover is you can assure people, you know, you don't want to pump them full of BS and you don't want to lie to them, but you want to give them hope. You know, probably your company is taking on some difficult things or maybe you hit a bad spot in the economy. And all they hear from all their friends and everybody on the street is how bad things are. So they figure, wow, things must be bad at my company too. So I wonder how much longer I'm going to have a job. So one thing you can do as a leader is you can give them hope. Not false hope, but real hope. So you have to spend some time transferring that hope that you have and that optimism you have to them, right? Number two was compassion. This is where you really need to stay in contact with your employees' reality. Uh, You cannot, when you're in the leadership role, you cannot get disconnected from what they are doing on a daily basis. And quite frankly, when we rise through an organization or we get up to another level, we sometimes forget what people on that level still do and what it was like to do that. You know, sometimes we look back and think of the good old days, you know, when we were doing those things, but sometimes the good old days weren't all that good. We were doing some things that we knew we had to do, but we didn't particularly enjoy them. So staying connected to people's reality and giving them some compassion around their job can be very fruitful and can help you prohibit some employee turnover. Number three is stability. You know, if you're unstable, guess what you're going to project? Emotions are contagious. People can catch emotions from you just like they can catch a cold from you. So if you're erratic and unstable and unsure and you're constantly changing your mind and you're constantly making crazy decisions, one day you're hot and one day you're cold and one day you're left and one day you're right, that's instability and that gets passed on. So you can do a better job being more stable and therefore projecting more stability and transferring more stability to your people. And finally, number four, and you probably were thinking this would be on the list, but number four is trust. Trust is based on the give-get principle. You cannot get something if you first of all do not give. You can't go to the bank and get money out of the bank if you have not given the bank any money, right? You cannot make a withdrawal if you haven't made a deposit. Same thing in the trust realm. If you have not invested some trust into your people, how could you ever expect to get any back? It's the give get. You have to give first and then get back in return. So trust is a big one that's based on the amount that you're willing to invest in people at the appropriate time, at the appropriate level, and in the appropriate way. But those are the top four, according to Gallup, that make people happy and can reduce possible employee turnover if you as a leader are giving hope, compassion, stability, and trust. And the thing is, there are no quick fixes. None of this stuff happens in a rapid fashion. But you can lose every single one of them in a split second through your words, through your actions, through your behavior. You can lose hope with an employee. You can lose compassion. You can lose stability. And you can lose trust in a matter of seconds. And it's taken you hours and days and weeks and months to build it. Well, that's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. Be sure and give us a five-star rating. See, the way podcasts work is the more five-star ratings we get, the more we can move up the podcast charts. And, you know, producer Bill and I, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts Uh, We would like to attract even more sponsors to the show so we can get paid, but uh, we can only do that if it looks like we have a great audience, which we know we do, but we need to be able to measure it. And the way it gets measured in podcast terms is by the star rating system. So if you give us a five-star rating, it will really help us out. It will also show other people how interesting and beneficial the show is. and uh, So we'll attract more listeners to our podcast each week. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and follow our company at ClearVisionDEV. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm Tony Richards, and I want to remind you that everything gets better when you get
0: better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards.